Survival Tales, The Titanic, Chapter 6, Mutt. Thursday, April 11th, 1912. What do we have here? A loud voice asked, startling Mutt awake. I think it's a stowaway, another voice said with a laugh. Mutt jumped up, growling at the two men dressed in navy uniforms with small caps upon their heads, who peered down at him with puzzled expressions. Easy boy, one said, reaching down to stroke Mutt's head. Mutt felt himself relax a little, relief flooding through him as he realized that he wouldn't starve after all. But before he had the chance to gather his nerve to make a run for the open door, the other man had sneaked up behind him and looped a long length of parcel twine around his neck. Mutt struggled against the tether. It cut into his neck. Calm down, boy, the man said, stroking his head again. We're not going to hurt you. What are we going to do with him, Billy? The other man asked. He can keep us company, Billy replied, scratching Mutt behind the ears. He reminds me of my old dog back home. The other man snorted. <laughs> A male dog? He lifted some sacks and hauled them over his shoulder, pausing as he reached for the one Mutt had been sleeping on. Aw, he's gone and done his business all over the mail, he yelled. Mutt's tail drooped between his legs, and his head hung in shame. It wasn't his fault. There had been nowhere else to go. Billy ignored him. We can clean it up. It's only on the sack. No one will ever know. The other man grunted. Well, I want no part of it. If you want to take on a stowaway, he's your responsibility. That means the mess he's made and all. Billy smiled at Mutt and led him out into the corridor. He's just scared and hungry. I wonder how he came to be locked up in here. Mutt's tail wagged as he took in his new surroundings. He sniffed at the air, the floor, the walls, searching for any scent of Alice or the master. They continued up a flight of stairs, past a sign on the wall that read G Deck, then along a corridor to a door marked Post Office. At one side of the wall were rows of sacks full of mail to be sorted. Across the back wall and down the other side were rows and rows of shelves with small cubby holes where hundreds and hundreds of letters and small parcels had already been placed. Billy laid a blanket on the floor for Mutt. Then he pulled from his pocket a small package wrapped in brown paper and held it out. Mutt sniffed at it cautiously and then it hit him. The sweet scent of salted roast beef. He snuffled his jaws inside the package, gobbling up the sandwich without taking a breath. Easy, easy, Billy laughed. There's more where that came from. He nodded to the huge sacks behind him. I've just got to sort through this lot first. Then I'll see what else I can find you. Mutt glanced at the door, which was still ajar. Billy must have caught his attention, though. Because, his intention, though, because he swiftly closed it. Best you stay with me for now, he told Mutt. The captain won't be too pleased if he finds out I'm harboring a stowaway. He patted Mutt on the head, then turned to his work. The way he moved from one task to another, sorting letters and parcels faster than Mutt's eyes could keep up, was quite soothing. The room was warm and the blanket beneath Mutt's, soft, beneath Mutt's fur soft. With no immediate way to escape, Mutt found himself drifting off to sleep again. Sunday, April 14, 1912. Mutt stayed in the post office for what felt like forever. Every so often, Billy would feed him, 
occasionally letting him out for a quick walk along the corridor on his makeshift leash. He spread a pile of newspaper in the corner for Mutt to do his business, despite the male pro workers' protests. He was always careful not to let Mutt near the door, and whenever he left Mutt alone, Billy would lock the door behind him. As the days ebbed painfully away in an endless cycle of letter and mail sorting, so did Mutt's hopes of ever finding Alice again. Until, on the fourth day, Billy made a mistake. Mutt lay quietly on the blanket, pretending to be asleep, waiting for his chance to escape. Can you help me with that big parcel in the mailroom? A man called from the open door. Billy nodded, then glanced down at Mutt. Mutt let out a big snort of a snore, and Billy laughed, then followed the other man. Mutt opened one eye, chancing a peep at the door. Just that he'd hope, as he'd hoped, it was still open. He jumped up as quickly as he could, his claws slipping on the blanket as he darted to the doorway and out into the corridor. Mutt sprinted along, all his senses on high alert. The passengers would most likely be up on the higher decks, so that was where he intended to begin his search. Ahead of him, a narrow stairway led up straight. Mutt waited for a moment, then charged up the stairs to the next level, labeled F deck. Here, he could hear the thrum of engines and the vibration beneath his feet as they powered ahead. He raced up the stairs to the deck above, E deck. The corridor ahead ran as far as Mutt could see. Mutt took a deep breath and wondered how on earth he was gonna find Alice. It could take him a month to search a single deck let alone the entire ship. The chatter of human voices drifted toward him and Mutt froze. After a couple of beats, the voices faded away in the opposite direction. Where have you been? A voice yelled behind him. Mutt spun, his hackles raised, but the corridor was empty. For a moment, the only sound was his heart thumping in his ears, but then he heard a tutting sound followed by a small huff. Over here. Mutt sniffed along the wall to a small louvered vent at the bottom. King Leon? The rat's bright black eyes peered back. I've been searching for you all over the ship, King Leon squeaked. I was trapped at the post office, Mutt said, but I escaped, so I'm going to find Alice, my girl. Mutt started off in the opposite direction. You can't just go wandering around the ship in the middle of the day, King Leon squealed. I have to find her, Mutt said. I've lost enough time already. Sure, sure, King Leon said. But what was the plan? Just go mingle with the humans until you find her? You need to be patient. Wait until the humans are asleep. Then we'll have run of the ship. Mutt's head dropped. He knew King Leon was right, but he was so desperate to see Alice that it hurt. His belly ached as it grumbled loudly. Billy hadn't fed Mutt that morning, and he was starting to feel lightheaded. Hungry? King Leon asked. Mutt's stomach gurgled again in response, and he heard another loud sigh from the vent. Fine, King Leon huffed. I'll tell you what, I'm a little peckish myself, so if you don't mind taking a bit of a risk, we might be able to find something to eat now. But you have to do exactly what I tell you. First sign of any humans, and I'm off. You got it? It'll be every rat or dog for himself. Got it, Mutt agreed, his tail wagging. Wait there, King Leon said. There was a pitter-patter of tiny paws on the metal as King Leon scuttled away from the vent. 
A few seconds later, he reappeared at the opening in the wall at the far end of the corridor and waved a paw at Mutt. Mutt hurried down to find the rat waiting in the middle of an open room covered with an ornate, ornate metal barred gate. It appeared to be a cage of some sort, and after being held in the post office for four days, there was no way he was going to walk straight into another prison. You coming? King Leon whispered. Mutt didn't move. This room is empty, he said, confused. He thought they were heading for a food store. King Leon sighed. It's called an elevator. The humans use it to go up and down. Trust me, it'll take us where we want to go. Mutt frowned and backed away. It had to be some kind of trap, like the ones the master used to snare rabbits. I think I'll take my chances on my own, he said, glancing around for a safer option. Like I said, it's a bit risky, King Leon said. But this way's a lot safer than traveling along Scotland Road. Too many humans about. Scotland Road? It's what the humans call this long corridor. The crew use it to get to other parts of the ship. King Leon raised his head, his whiskers twitching. The elevator operator's coming back. Get in! Mutt didn't want to be told twice. He eased himself through a gap between the metal bars. It was a tight squeeze, especially for his head. But luckily, his belly was empty, and he landed on the floor of the elevator. Under here, King Leon called from beneath a bench covered in plush red fabric set into the back of the elevator. Mutt had barely tucked himself underneath the bench when a human appeared, pulling the metal gate to step inside the cage. The secret word for this chapter will be elevator. Elevator. What now? Mutt whispered. Hold on to your stomach, King Leon whispered back. We're on the move. <laughs>